Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana and today I have such an exciting episode for you guys. I am so excited. I invited back Maddie. She was here in the podcast once to record an episode about life in Macau and it was such an exciting episode. I love that. But when we were talking, she told me that she lived in multiple other places. So I was like, you know what? Do you want to record another episode? kind of about finding your place in the world and living in all of those places. She was like, sure. And it turned out to an amazing episode. This is probably one of my favorite episodes that I've ever recorded here on the podcast. So yeah, let's say that I am super excited for you guys to listen to it. But this episode is pretty much about growing up, which is very much on theme of last week's episode but adding up to like adding up another perspective which is always welcome but I think that this episode is dynamic the conversation flows really nicely so yeah I love recording it I loved editing it which is a lot because I'm not the my mom not my favorite thing to do editing and Yeah, I loved listening to it all over again. So I really, really hope that you enjoyed it and that it helps you in some type of way because I do think that the both of us have this perspective that goes a little bit against what is socially acceptable for older generations, but that transmitted to a few people of the younger generations so um, I hope that you feel good about this episode the way that it made me feel good about recording it and putting out there but before we get to that please make sure to follow subscribe and review this podcast on apple Podcasts and spotify and follow the podcast on instagram at the brazilian pov podcast Now, without further ado, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be back. Thank you for having me again. No, of course. Thank you for coming back. (laughs) Anytime. Um, Yeah, like last time we talked, it was like I had like almost an epiphany (laughs) of another (laughs) episode to record with you. And I thought it would be really fun. So, uh, yeah. Um, for starters, do you want to introduce yourself or someone who didn't listen to the episode of Macau? So my name is Maddie and I am an author, digital creator, and project manager. I currently live abroad in China. It's a small island, sort of like really close to Hong Kong, if you're familiar with that. But it's a little 45 minute ferry ride from Macau in a place called, or from Hong Kong in a place called Macau. So that's where I am at right now. But I'm originally from America. Awesome. So I guess last time we spoke, you told me that you lived in different places in the world. So, um, I mean, if anyone's listening to this episode, they already know the title is Finding Your Place in the World. 
But uh, which places have you lived already? Because I remember that were more than two. So I have lived, I was born and raised in Las Vegas. And then um, my first time abroad, I lived in Hong Kong when I was 13. Um, and then we moved back to the U.S. And then I went to school on the East Coast in Boston for four years I did a study abroad in London for a semester, which was like one of my favorite times. And then most of the time throughout college during the summertime, I would spend like the summer in a different city. So I lived in San Francisco. I lived in New York. Um, most of the time, like I was in places for like three to six months, depending on the situation. Um, and then now I live in Macau. So I think, I think that's everywhere. Yeah. So just to like name the list, it's Las Vegas, New York, Boston, San Francisco in the United States, and then abroad, London, Hong Kong, and, and now Macau. Yeah. That's crazy. These are like seven places. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Like, and how was the thought process of moving around? How did you feel and why did you decide on most of them? Because I, the first one in Macau was for your family, right? Yeah. So the rest when I was 13, like I didn't have a choice. My mom was like, pack your bag, sister, we're moving. So that one um, was not really like by choice, but thank God. I think that's really got what, I think that's what sort of got like my lust for the world and like my desire to live in so many places. I think that's where it all started for me coming from Las Vegas, which is kind of a small town, like you wouldn't think that, but the vibe is very much like everybody knows everybody's business. And um, we traveled a lot as a family. Like I don't remember having, when I got my first passport, I was like always on doing family vacations around the world. So I was kind of used to traveling a lot, but moving to a new country was a whole other experience. And the cool thing about living in Hong Kong was that it was super safe back in the day, like I was 12 and I could take a taxi anywhere I wanted to go in the city and like meet my friends. So that was like a whole taste of independence. And I think it's that freedom and that sense of independence that stuck with me and that made me want to move to a bunch of other places. So um, when I went to college, it was a rule in my family that because we grew up on the West Coast, you had to choose a school on the East Coast. Like my mom said, you can pick anywhere you want to go, but it has to be on the East Coast. So school I got into was Boston and then um, New York. I always, I love big cities. Like I'm a city girl by heart. So moving to New York just like made sense. I wanted to get the experience of a lot of different cities before I like quote unquote settled down and like planted roots. So I wanted to place myself in a bunch of different cities to get like to just to test it out, to see which ones I loved. Oh, I forgot. That was the other city that I forgot to mention. I lived in Anaheim. Uh, in oh, California okay. <laughs> for like a year Another and a half. One. I forgot about that. I knew I was forgetting one, but <laughs> yeah, I wanted to test out like different cities and see which ones I really liked before I decided to like plant roots. You know, the idea once you get married and have kids, mm -hmm. like you're kind of stuck it's yeah, it makes sense. to pick up and move. So I think that's like what kind of got me started um, in terms of like living abroad, but studying abroad in college was an easy choice for me. My brother is nine years older than me. So he was in college when I was in middle school and he at the time was like dating a girl and they were doing long distance. And she was super uncomfortable with the idea of him studying abroad. Like she was like, 
no way can you do that like I'm not gonna allow it blah 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 and so he let her sort of like talk himself out of going abroad and that was his biggest regret in college so I grew up ever since I was like in middle school hearing him be like Maddie don't make my mistakes study abroad you have to do it so that's I was like okay like studying abroad is what I have to do and London was one of my all-time favorite experiences for sure honestly that's amazing and I kind of like last time what made me think of you for this episode is because you lived in all of these different places and obviously like more than I could ever imagine like eight places is a lot (laughs) but um, it's funny something that you said in the beginning it's because you had an experience um, abroad so young in life that kind of made you comfortable to do this later on and kind of move around a little bit because you already had that. And it's funny because it's very young, like 13, the beginning of teen years, it kind of like, um, how does it say? Kind of builds in a structure and kind of gives you this, oh my God, I'm losing my words. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much like the structure and you kind of remember this and then you take this to life. Yeah, and, um, it was like a good foundation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Foundation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it totally provided a good foundation for me. Like, Not to mention where we moved was so foreign, right? Like going from America to China was such like a baptism by fire in terms of living abroad that it made it so much easier for me to go from America to Western Europe when I was older. And I just had already, because it was so young when it happened, you know, kids are really adaptable and they change um, really easily. And they just sort of like adjust to situations more quickly and with an open mind it made the transition for me as I was getting older, much easier to travel and to live abroad. I think the hardest thing that you experience now when you live abroad versus like when you're a kid is making friends. Like as a kid, it's so easy to make friends. Like, you know, you guys are in the same class and like, there's always drama happening. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like kids have an easier time making friends. Whereas like Mm -hmm. adults, we tend to overthink things and we get nervous and anxious and we're like, shit, nobody's going to like me. So I think that that is, especially like when you come to a new country, like I don't even know where to get my nails done, like let alone how to make friends here. And it's just, I think that's like the hardest part actually. Oh yeah. And kids are like super curious, like who's the new kid, but if adults are like curious, they're like, who is she? But then don't even go on that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree completely, but I wanted to know as well, because what was like your motivation to live in different countries? Because you told that Hong Kong were your parents, and then what was to go to London specifically? And uh, I think we touched bases on this a little bit in the last episode, but let's talk about this a little bit here as well your motivation to go to London for me was part of a study abroad thing. Like when I went to college, I knew that that was a part of the experience that I wanted to have. Like it was very important for me to have at one semester abroad, like as in America, it's kind of like a, a normal thing that your junior year you study abroad. Um, like all of my friends were doing it at the time. Like everybody I knew wanted to do that. 
And like I told you before, my brother had made a whole point to be like, Maddie, don't make my mistakes. You have to study abroad. And so I was like, okay, like I definitely know that that's what I'm doing. And I chose London because I don't speak another language fluently besides English. I speak a lot of broken languages. <laughs> so the idea of like going to school in France or going to school in um, Spain or something like that, I was just like nervous about the language barrier situation. So London was kind of like an easy choice. Also, I was majoring in art history and obviously like London has one of the best um, it, it's one of the best cities for art history and like museums and stuff like that, probably besides like Paris, um, or Italy or anything like that. So that sort of like made, made the choice for me pretty easy. Oh no. Yeah. Makes sense. So because of English language, Australia and New Zealand weren't choices, for example, you know, it's so funny. I didn't even think about it. Like I literally didn't even have that on my radar it really oh, wasn't really? yeah and it's so random because actually one of my best friends lives in Australia she went to high school with us and she moved back to Australia later but I think like I just hadn't spent a lot of time in Europe and I was just like really gung-ho and like all of my friends were going to France and stuff like that so it was easy for us to say like okay if we study abroad at the same time we can travel together we can like go to each other's cities on weekends and stuff like that whereas I think Australia was honestly like so far off the map for me that it wasn't until I moved to China that Australia became like an accessible idea just by pure proximity. Oh no, yeah, makes sense. And like also Europe and it's closer and <laughs> totally makes sense. Yeah, I it's... think in America, like study abroad means you go to Europe. Like that's sort of just yeah. <laughs> like most schools have exchange programs in Europe. It's like kind of already an easy foundation. It's like set up so it's just more easy like that. I don't know why, like, I can't give you a real answer <laughs> as for why I didn't consider Australia. I think it just was like not on the forefront of my mind. Yeah, it's really funny because you said that the uh, going abroad experience is very common there during college. But here in Brazil, it's like common technically um, during high school because oh, really? we have these high school exchange programs. So it's very usual for people to go to the United States or Canada. And then if you go, or, or the UK, to be honest. Oh. But then if you go to different countries in Europe, that's the different thing. So I think it's funny that you mentioned it's kind of like almost a chain. Like for us, it's more common to go to the US, Canada, and for you to Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know why. Like, I think we all just like sort of picture life in these other countries and be like oh you know I like we I think we like romanticize it in our head and like especially the way that America is portrayed like American high school and college experience is portrayed in the media I think it's like really romanticized for a lot of other countries and like vice versa for us too like life in Europe is super romanticized so it kind of just makes sense we have like a weird relationship I guess that way Oh, no, yeah, for sure. When I was a teenager, everything that I wanted in life was to have the movie experience of high school. Yeah. Like, this was my ultimate goal. <laughs> yeah, totally. Same. And how? Like, always the same way. I was like, I just want to, like, live my life like the movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And how was the moving to Macau? Because I feel like we touched bases on the last episode, but just a little bit here. It was harder for me, for sure. I, so I had come from working for Disney. I was living in California 
And I loved my life at this point in time. Like I loved the company that I worked for. It was a literal magical experience working for Disney. I thrived. I lived for every second of every day and I had the shittiest job. Like I hated my job, but I loved the company that I worked for. And so I was prepared to like dedicate my life to just working my way up. And deep down, I knew that that was not going to be a sustainable option. It was going to take me years to get to what I wanted to do. And I was just frankly impatient. I was like, I'm too qualified and I'm too smart to be wasting my time doing some job that's like not fulfilling for me at all, just in the hopes that eventually I'll get to the place that I want to get to in this company. And the universe, I feel like was kind of pushing me out of Anaheim anyway and into, into Macau actually, because I had applied to so many jobs. Like I did everything that I possibly could. I exhausted all of my resources in order to be able to stay at Disney. Like I had even made a relationship with the vice president of California Adventure, which is one of the parks at Disney. Like I felt like he was a mentor to me. We had sat down, we had so many good conversations. So like when I tell you, I asked him for a reference letter in order to help me like get to where I needed to go. I did everything that I could to stay in California. But, you know, sometimes it's just not in the cards and the universe is pushing me towards Macau because getting the job in Macau was so easy. Like it did not take any effort at all. It happened very quickly. And I was like leaving everything that I loved behind. It felt like I was forced to move to Macau. I had to like leave the company that I loved. My boyfriend at the time was still living in California. So we were doing long distance. Like I had made some of my best friends in the whole world while I was working for Disney. So I was leaving them to come to this foreign country. And it like Macau was never an exciting option for me anyway. When I would go and visit my parents there, we would only stay for a couple of days. So my experience in Macau prior had just sort of been like a pit stop before we went to Thailand or Bali or something like that to for vacation. So I did not have like an awesome impression of Macau. I didn't know that there was a lot of culture here. I just like didn't get the vibe. So when I moved to Macau, I felt like I was just forced and I was trying as much as possible to look at it as an opportunity for my career. But I was very, like I had pigeonholed myself into thinking that moving to Macau was just a temporary gig. I'm only going to be here for a year and a half to get some experience for my career. And then I'm moving straight back to the U.S., you know, to be with my friends and my, and my boyfriend at the time. And, and that was a mistake. Like I had moved here essentially close-minded to the opportunity and that made adjusting so much more difficult. Like I was so depressed. I was so unhappy and it was hard. I spent a lot of the weekends in my room, like watching anime, just like hold up for the whole weekend. And then I would just go to work and then I would come home and repeat. It just like was not the vibe. And it wasn't, I feel like until COVID hit that I really started to accept that I was here for a reason and that I needed to get myself together and to enjoy the time that I had here because I was like everything happens for a reason you know there had to have been a reason why I was forced out of America I was like the universe brought me to Macau and I'm stuck now like not only am I was I brought here I literally can't leave the country so there has to be a reason that I'm not seeing. And so once I became open to the opportunity of like Macau being a pivotal moment in my life, that's what happened. I opened myself up to meeting new amazing people who taught me so much. I learned so much about myself. I grew as a person. Like this has become literally one of the most important parts of my life. I can tell that I'm going to look back on this experience when I'm like 95 
and say like, this is where it all started. Like, this is where it all happened, you know? But it really requires you to be open to these kinds of experiences. And so even if you feel like you're moving abroad somewhere and it wasn't necessarily your first choice, like I would recommend trying to find the opportunity in that in order to make it more of a successful trip. Yeah, that's really interesting because it feels like it, it was like so different from the other opportunities that you had to live elsewhere. Yeah, totally. The other places were super choice. I was like, I want to try this city. I've never lived here. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then Macau was like, and you're out of options. You don't have a job. You need to leave. <laughs> and do you feel more comfortable living there now? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I could definitely be a good tour guide for somebody who's just visiting, like to show them the cool local spots. I mean, I've just sort of made the best of the situation. Do I wish I could travel? Yes. I mean, the op the coolest thing about living in China is that you ha have proximity to really amazing places like Japan is only four hours away. Korea is like five hours away. Thailand is only two hours away. I mean, everything is just so easily accessible from here. There's so many beautiful places in China that you can explore and discover just like a short plane right away. And I didn't have that opportunity while I was here, which really sucked. And I feel like I'm going to have to come back to China at another point just to explore and to, to travel more because I wasn't able to see all that much. But um, definitely I could take everyone around Macau and be like a, a tour guide, you know, and you make it your own, right? Like if I was into hiking, I would, you know, there are trails here and, and that's really awesome for people who like to hike. I like cool bars, you know, so I could show you a bunch of cool bars. And I think that's another good takeaway is that it really isn't about the place. It's about how you make the place. It's about the people that you surround yourself with. It's about the attitude that you have towards the place that you're in. Like, you know, I could be in the middle of nowhere, Idaho, and I could still make the best of it, but that's just because that's the attitude that I have towards it. If you have like a negative attitude, that's what you're going to get. And I, I really felt that when I moved to Macau, like I started out here being like, there's nothing for me. I'm not planning roots here. This is a boring country with nothing to do. And that's the experience that I had when I first moved here. I hated it. There was like, I felt like there was nothing cool besides the food. And then once I changed my mindset, like I love, you know, living here now. I mean, like, it's not really, okay. I'm going to be honest about this. And I'm not going to like upsell Macau and say it's the greatest country on the planet. Like, <laughs> would I rather be living in London? Yes. But it's still been such a really fun experience. And Macau is super unique and the food here is amazing. So I wouldn't trade this experience for anything else. No, yeah, that's amazing. I totally agree that what makes the place is what you make of the place kind yeah, of. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. And um, do you feel free living in all of these different places? Because sometimes I, I feel like there's this, social construction of what your life's supposed to be but then sometimes people and I do as well forget that you can literally do anything that you want you can literally go anywhere that you want so do you feel like freedom moving around so much like this because you can actually go to so many places and build the life that you want to build yeah absolutely I mean to me maps are just like lines on a piece of paper. You know, the cool thing about the life and the time that we live in is that things are so easily accessible to us. Like we think it's hard to travel, but it's really not. 
anymore. Yeah, exactly. It was during the pandemic, but like, I find that my ex, okay. My ex was like, I want to travel. You know, I love the idea of traveling, but when push comes to shove and we were like, okay, let's book a plane ticket. He would make excuses. He would find ways to get out of it or he would find ways to push it back. And like the difference between people who have this freedom that you're, you're, you're talking about. And those who don't is like, just the drive to do it, the drive to experience new things, the drive to grow and meet new people and like change your own life is really what it comes down to. Like what I love about traveling and experiencing new cultures is that it broadens my perspective. I find that what being cultured means, means that you can walk among all kinds of people. You can walk among all walks of life. You know, like I love a good three Michelin star experience, but I also love Taco Bell. You know, to me, that is like the epitome of culture is that you can experience so many different types of experiences and just take it all in and understand it with humility and come about it with like a humble sense of perspective to say like, I'm just here to learn as much as I possibly can about this culture, about this lifestyle, about myself in this moment in time. And like, how can I just continually broaden my perspective? And when you think about it like that, it becomes very easy to just get on a plane and go somewhere. It's like that freedom to go wherever you want is what you decide it to be. It's just a choice, like an active choice to say, you know, like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And then you just go out and do it. Yeah, I love what you said about broaden the perspective, because I think they can go like so many levels, because it can go like geographically, obviously, but also on like a social level, like I said, because we are practically the same age or the same age. I'm not sure, but I would know we're pretty close in age. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, it's kind of like, there's this idea I feel around me. There's a little bit of pressure from other people that is like, okay, now that you already graduated school, you have to find a job and then you have to find a husband and then you have to start having kids. And uh, it's like just this social construction. And it's like, hell no, like I'm not ready to do this yet. I feel like I have so much to see in the world. I have to live in different places. And I wanted to know how it is for you to move around in the world, but then you see other people the same age kind of establishing their lives while you are in a different I don't know, a a different place kind of. I definitely, the thing that I spend a lot of time dealing with is like guilt. I feel guilty living abroad. You know, my whole family lives in America besides my parents and my brother just had his first child. So my first, my nephew, my, my first nephew was born last year in October and I haven't met him. And I think about like my time in Macau is sort of now coming to a natural close. And I'm thinking about where I'm going to go next. And my parents are like really encouraging me to move back to the US. And I obviously want to be close to my nephew. It's something I've always wanted to do is like to be close with my near my brother and to our for our kids to be raised together, like how we were. And I feel so guilty at the idea of moving even farther away, like not living in the same city or even the same country as them it's like oh crap like am I making a mistake am I missing out on what 
I could be like, am I making the right decision? And, you know, when you can only talk to them over FaceTime or even worse, like the idea that my nephew is going to see me as a stranger is enough for me to be like, I really need to consider what my priorities are. But at the same time, if you move somewhere for somebody else, inevitably you will come to regret that decision because if I were to move back to the U.S. for family or for, you know, reasons that were not my own, that won't hold me over. Like that'll last me a couple of months maybe. And then I'll realize that this isn't what I actually wanted. I, I made this decision for somebody else. I did something because somebody else wanted me to. And that's not sustainable. Like that's not what's going to bring me joy at the end of the day. And I can't be the best aunt to my nephew if I'm unhappy because of a decision that I made thinking that it was what was best for him. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like that doesn't make a lot mm-hmm. of sense. So yeah, while I have to deal with how I feel in terms of guilt about being away from family, um, at the same time, like I just have to live my life deciding what's best for me and doing what's best for me because that's how I'm a you know, a best family member, the best friend I can be is that when I show up like as myself authentically and I make choices that bring me joy, I will be like a better person at the end of the day for that. No, yeah, yeah. But like, do you feel the pressure of like society being like, oh my God, Maddie, aren't you going to settle down? Aren't you going to stop traveling and moving around and just settle down somewhere and then find someone and start building a family or anything like this? Because I feel like we are at a point in life that I look around and I see people getting engaged, getting married, (laughs) having kids. And I'm just like, well, you know, do you feel the pressure of people like kind of establishing their lives and you are like not ready to settle down I literally just celebrated my friend's baby shower the other day (laughs) so I feel this (laughs) so hard like they literally just got engaged they're celebrating their baby shower I was talking to a friend of mine the other day she's like a really good friend of mine she lives in Japan she's my roommate actually when I worked for Disney and we're super close now um so I was literally talking to her and being like bro like I, all of our friends are getting engaged and are pregnant. And it's like, somehow we made it through COVID and we didn't have a positive pregnancy test or a positive COVID test. Like, how did that happen? That's like such a rarity, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but it's kind of true. Like my mom has been dropping subtle hints about like me trying to find a husband, (laughs) not because she wants to settle down and hurry up and like have a baby. I think it's just Mm -hmm. more or less like she wants me to be able to find a good life partner and to, uh, she wants the best for me. You know what I mean? So when I told her that I wanted to go and spend like the next couple of years doing business school, like going back to school, like on campus, um, she was super excited about it, but it was so funny because she's telling me like to look at schools that have like an executive program because you have like really like nice established men on campus who like have their shit together and are like successful in business and can provide for you and I was like mom it's not about that oh my like God. I am not going to business school to catch a man like I'm going to school to better myself but I was like if I go to school in Europe though and I meet a nice Italian man like you know that's a win-win for me 
know? no, for sure. Like so this is just like another bonus. Yeah, online. exactly. So I mean, frankly, I'm gonna be honest and say like I really could care less if other people in my life are like, Nutty, like when are you gonna settle down? Like I just don't care, you know. But if it's coming from like my I can imagine my grandma saying something like that or like my mom's like subtle hints here and there but I think I'm pretty lucky in that like nobody in my life is necessarily like super pressuring me to do that plus like I'm at such a good place in my life right now with myself that I know eventually it will just come naturally because that's just what happens you know like you break up with somebody you take the time to get over it you learn from it you grow from it and then and like inevitably the next person will walk into your life. And so I'm just going to play it by ear. I don't think I actually can say with confidence that I don't think I'm going to meet like my soulmate in Macau, the the pickings here are slim. (laughs) If I'm being polite, (laughs) like it's not, it's not good. (laughs) So I'm going to accept that that's just not in the cards for me. And like, I'll get back to you when I move to Europe. (laughs) Okay, great. Um, yeah, but honestly, I feel like it's refreshing to listen to this because I, I feel like so many people, it's like, it's kind of like the social pressure. I don't feel the pressure necessarily. I just, I'm, I'm horrified actually, which is ridiculous, but it's like my point of view because I feel like I have so much. It's kind of the other side of the coin. And what are you doing? Like get engaged, like you're my age like live your twenties and all of it. It's like the other side of the coin, but I think that it's more socially acceptable, like getting married and having kids and all of this. Yeah. I think we're lucky. I think about people like 10 years ago when like 20 was the new 30 and you were getting married at like 21, you know, now I think people are more comfortable like getting married in your thirties and having kids like in 32 and stuff like that. I feel like we've just sort of like progressed a little bit farther down the line in that regard. Um, So that's like, I think at least a little bit lucky, but for sure there's this, like people are like, Ooh, like, how are you going to meet your dream guy? And I was like, you know what? Talk to me after I've met like some delicious European man. And you guys are like still with your hick from Alabama. Like I'll get (laughs) back to you. (laughs) Yeah. This is crazy. Cause it's like, this is so not a concern for me. I'm like, this is like probably the bottom of my list of concerns at the moment. Yes. Like, don't don't worry about it because I'm not. So, yeah. (laughs) So you talked a little bit about this, but I kind of wanted to know because you don't know where to next, but you have kind of an idea of where would you be like to go? Yeah, I think like the programs that I'm looking at, I really would like to move to Sweden um, my heritage. That's interesting. Yeah. It's kind of random. I've never considered it before. And it, I don't have any technical ties there. Like I don't have friends there. I don't have family members there, but my heritage is Swedish. So you can probably look at me and guess that that's accurate. The blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, like (laughs) most of my, um, like ancestry comes from Northern Europe. So like a lot of like Nordic, vibes in my history so I think it's kind of a a cool idea for me to go and like explore that part of my history and my ancestry and like delve deeper and connect that because I've never really connected with a place as like where I come from besides America 
and I've never had like a journey home. I loved London because I loved the city. I loved the art history. I loved the architecture. I loved the history and the rich, like deep and old history that exists in, in London. It sort of like nerds me out. Like it gets my nerd side all jazzed. And the idea of moving to Sweden, a place that also has such a rich history, like with Viking culture and stuff like that. And then to also tie in the fact that that's where my ancestry comes in. It gives me like a new perspective and excitement in terms of like learning more about myself and, and about where I come from and how I fit into this world. So I think that's sort of what's drawing me in that direction, as opposed to just like going to another city because I think it's cool. Yeah, that's very interesting. I've never met anyone who's even like visited Sweden before. I'm pumped. But it seems I interesting. I met a girl here in Macau, actually, like really randomly a couple of months ago at a bar. Um, it was weird because it's so rare to see another blonde haired, like fair skinned person on this side of the world. It sounds crazy, but it's just true. Like I'll, I can tell you like when I was 13 and I was traveling to Beijing on a school field trip, uh, people would literally just come up to me like on the street and start touching my hair because they'd never seen blonde hair like back in the day when I went like you know 10 years ago and so that was really bizarre so when you meet somebody now like even in Macau today who kind of looks like me it's a little bit rare so like I saw her at the bar and I was like bro like how have we never met like who are you and we ended up becoming really good friends and she is Swedish. Like originally she was born there and then she was raised here in Macau, um, which is like another weird thing about Macau. Like people just randomly end up here, but she's the first person I've ever met from Sweden. And I was like, oh my God, tell me everything. And she's just been hyping up the whole thing. So that's sort of like what got me thinking about it. That's, that's really, that's really nice. Honestly, if you end up there, it's going to be like a whole other adventure. <laughs> yeah. And it has such like a, I, what I really think about it that's cool is that they are very progressive in terms of like technology and, and being like a progressive city, but at the same time, they have such a respect for their heritage and their old traditions. So like some of the festivals that she was telling me about, like still pull like horse-drawn carriages to represent the harvest time like they literally go out and collect the hay like they did back in the day with like the old system and then they like parade it through the town and it's just like such a cool like respect and dichotomy between progressive but also like a respect for where you come from and your traditions and your heritage and apparently also Sweden has like the, some of the largest forest areas that have not been touched by man like they haven't been landscaped or, or in any way shape or form like touched by man and the laws in Sweden also prevent like not allowing people to forage in the mm -hmm. in the woods so like there's sort of like yeah. a free spirit sense there that's very interesting so I'm sort of hoping to connect with nature a little bit more while I'm there because I am such a city girl that the idea of camping like really makes me uncomfortable so I'm gonna try to get out of my comfort zone a little bit like maybe <laughs> vibe in the woods <laughs> We'll see how that yeah. goes. <laughs> yeah, no, that seems like amazing. This sounds honestly very, very amazing. Yeah, it's kind of like mystical. I'm really excited. I'm going to be living like fairy vibes <laughs> while I'm over there. <laughs> but they also have Stockholm, which is a really cool city. Oh, yeah. I'll probably go to school. And so you get kind of like the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, for sure. So finally, every week we give a recommendation of a book, a movie, or a TV show. What recommendation do you have for our listeners this week and why? 
Okay, so the book that I just recently started rereading, I read it a long time ago, I think when I was like 18. And it's quickly like one of it became my one of my favorite books of all time. But I haven't read it in so long that I've kind of forgotten like a lot of the premise of the book. But it's an investment. So just be aware, you guys, it's like a 1000 pages. But it's called IQ84 by Haruki Murakami. If you don't know Murakami, he is one of the like, um, how do I put this? He's like a really famous author in Japan. He's like, um, I I feel like they probably make kids read his books in school. Like that's how important he is in, in Japanese literature. But his work is for people who kind of like weird stuff it's a fantasy a lot of the time it's really touching on like the human psyche and the adult experience of like coming you know into yourself and understanding yourself and and your purpose in this world but iq84 is sort of like a take on George Orwell's 1984. So if you're familiar with that book, this is very similar, but it also takes sort of like a fantastical spin. It's like a crime mystery, a love story, um, a like like a very human perspective. And it's sort of like a dystopian story that rivals George Orwell. So if that sounds appealing to you guys, hit that up. It's one of like my favorite books of all time. It's amazing. And I just looked it up on Amazon and it's on sale. So oh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> it's a sign. It's a sign. <laughs> it seems very that. interesting. I just um, took a look in the description and it seems really great. I'm going to add it to my reading list. Yeah, I would totally give it a shot. It's like a definite investment, but it's totally worth it. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for coming back to the podcast and recording this episode with me and being so open. I I feel like so understood, honestly. <laughs> I'm happy to do that. I loved coming on and talking with you. I love getting to share my experiences with you guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to me and I will join you anytime, like literally. Just let me know. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. Come <laughs> back anytime that you want, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Please let me know if there's something that you would like me to record with Maddie about because I think that she's honestly such a good guest and she told me that she likes recording for the podcast as well. So that's also awesome. But I would love to record another episode with her. I'm definitely going to be working on that, but if you'd like to listen to something specific that you got from this episode or from the Macau episode, just DM me, send me an email, whatever. Let me know. I would love to have her back. But yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope to see you back here next week. Bye, everyone.